When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back to Coffee and Cream here on Hale Varsity Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha. We are joined now by our friend Scott Docterman of The Athletic. Scott, how are you today? Doc, Doc, what's I'm up? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Good, good, good. We're doing good, getting a little bit closer to football season, you know, reading way too much into everything that happens <laughs> at fall camp. Uh, what are, I'm sure this is not strictly a Nebraska practice, what are some of the things that uh, over in Iowa they are reading way too much into through a couple weeks of fall practice? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, first of all, since we had our one glimpse, our one and only glimpse into fall camp on Saturday, and Caden McNamara left the field with a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a tweak, uh, probably more like a, a quad tweak. And, uh, well, but he left the field for an hour, so the speculation began, and, and there was a lot of dooms, doomsdayers on, the, on Twitter, or X, or whatever you call it these days, uh, thinking <laughs> the season's already over, and... You know, Brian needs to be fired for this, for letting him compete in a scrimmage. It was a non-contact fall down. So that would probably be number one, two, and three. And then, it's, you know, then, of course, it's uh, why isn't Caleb Brown starting already since he transferred from Ohio State, even though he'll be in the rotation. So that's probably one and two, I would say. So, Doc, this is interesting. I left Indy, and uh, I, I called back into our show just to kind of give a rundown. And I think the first time, I felt like there were a couple of guys that had exceptionally good pressers that day. I felt Bielema was really good. And I thought Coach Ferentz, you know, he joked a little. He was relaxed. He gave a little individual praise. It was almost like, and I think I said on social media, it's like he knows something we don't know. Don't You get the sense. We know they're going to be good defensively. Mm-hmm. He, he appears to really like this team, at least from what I can glean from his personality. Yeah, he does. He he likes it. He likes where it's positioned. And they made a lot of really good moves, and they were all under the radar because people look at it and say, oh, it's just Iowa. They're going to be terrible on offense. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago that they averaged 32 points a game either. And and when you look at the team and what he likes about it, number one is the offensive line, which is his key spot. And, and really the guys who were sort of the glue last year, they were all sophomores. They all had their ups and downs and fought through it. They all got a lot better in the offseason. And then you throw on a couple of transfers who have a chance to start up front. You got a really solid tight end group uh, with Eric all joining, replacing Sam Laporta, which is uh, about as close of a, <laughs> an equal trade as you can get. And then um, Kate McNamara has kind of changed the dynamic of this offense because, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be an NFL quarterback or anything like that, but. You know, two years ago he completed 64% of his passes, and last time Iowa had a quarterback who, who hit that number 
was Rick Stanzi back in 2010. So if he can hit somewhere near that and with a kind of rebuilt wide receiver core, you know, he, he thinks that this team could be, you know, not only competing for the West title, but could go toe-to-toe with maybe the East champion, you know. So I, I think he does see, secretly think this team's got a really good chance to do some good things. And, uh, and based on what I saw on Saturday, I, I don't think he's totally wrong, even though the defense kind of dominated, which is par for the course. But I also saw some decent things, you know, which is the offensive line actually blocking the defensive line, which didn't happen last year. Mm. Scott, I'm curious about with Cade McNamara because you, you kind of give us a little historical context with Stanzi there on the completion percentage. I guess what does Cade McNamara need to be for this to be a, let's say, 9 or 10 win Iowa team instead of a 6 to 8 win Iowa team? Yeah, I think it really just comes down to, to, to basically just completing passes that are the easy ones. Um, that's been the struggle for Iowa in recent years. Um, you know, Spencer Petrus, I think, will be an outstanding coach. He's as smart of a young man around the game as anybody there, but just not not accurate enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed a lot of the makeables, uh, overthrew receivers on out routes, and things that Cade McNamara does really well. Um, and I think that's really all they need to do, extend drives. Third and floor, four, hit the, hit the six-yard, um, you know, shallow cross, or just small – details that I think this team really needs and if the offensive line has made the strides that Kirk Ferentz thinks it has which I think I would put it at at a decent category I'm not good I'm not going to go far as good yet I'm going to wait and see on that one but if they could be at least decent and the quarterback can make the makeables and I think he can then yeah that's probably going to be the separator because you know they've got a pretty decent schedule they won eight games last year with the worst offense in the last 25 years at least in the big 10 so i think they've got the capabilities to to kind of vault up that list and and win some of the games that they lost that were fairly close last year ominous foreshadowing scary i don't know it just depends on (laughs) kind of what happens (laughs) when nebraska meets iowa but i remember you telling me in the press box last year if iowa could just weather this offensive line storm uh, I'm, I'm summarizing, right? But they have yeah. a chance in the next couple of years to be pretty good again up front. Do you do you still share that sentiment? Because that could be a little scary if you're right. I think they could be real. They could be pretty good. I mean, I look at you know. I don't know that I see Tristan Wirfs necessarily, and, and he was blessed with god-given ability that nobody's ever really had but i look at mason richmond who's entering third year at left tackle he started as a freshman and he's going to get aiden hutchinson and guys like that last year he got better this year he looks like he's playing he's the part now i don't think he's an nfl left tackle but i think he's an nfl offensive lineman logan jones from council bluffs flipped over last spring to play center and all he's got in his ear is hey, Tyler Linderbaum really got off the ball fast, and that's really what made him effective. So that's what he was trying to do, and he kept messing up the snap you know, mm-hmm. last year. But, but he also squats 700 pounds, and I'm looking at him now going against some really good players in the interior at Iowa in practice. And, and yeah, he, he gets beat a few times, but he also holds his own a few times, which he couldn't do last year. And, and so I'm seeing growth. And I'm seeing, and, and really there's a parallel because with Iowa, with Kirk Ferentz being there 25 years, you kind of look back at certain years. 
In 07, it was really comparable to last year. They gave up 46 sacks. They had a quarterback complete 50%. They only went 6-6. Six and six. And uh, the next year, that line ended up blocking for Sean Green, who uh, you know was the Doak Walker Award winner. And, and they had guys like Brian Bulaga, who is really young, and then he becomes a first-round pick and plays in the NFL for 10 years. And they had four other draft picks on that offensive line. And I look at this unit, and I think they've got a chance to be like that. So that, that's really what I'm looking at with this line. I think they, if they can do that, if they can block well, they do have a really good young running back in Caleb Johnson. I think he can be as good as they've had in a long time, in a decade or plus. But, and so if they can just make strides up front, complete the makeable passes, I think this offense has a chance to, to get Brian out of the wilderness for his 25 <laughs> points per game mandate. Scott, I'm curious, and you brought up Caleb Johnson if this offensive line does take the steps that you think they either have or will, what's the ceiling for Caleb Johnson, who physically has just about everything you could ask for in a running back? Yeah, I think it's. I think there there aren't many limits to him. And when you look at what he's got, I mean, Iowa's had some pretty nice running backs over his time, uh, guys who you know had a cup of coffee in the NFL, but haven't really had anybody like that since Sean Green in '08. And I think he's the closest thing to that. He's a little longer, a little angular, mm-hmm. but incredible speed, size. You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it on him to say he averages 120 yards plus per game. I mean, last year he set the freshman record in almost 800 yards and averaged 5.2 yards per carry for an offense average 2.9. So he's just got something to him that I think uh, he he can really take that next step. And, and even on saturday and, and again it's a scrimmage so you take it for what it's worth but you know going against a really good um defense you know he's making plays he was beating defenders you know both in space and then in running the football so I, I, I there's a lot to like there and i think if he stays healthy and this line takes a little bit of a step forward yeah i think he could be a 12 to 1400 yard running back crazy question but i say this all the time with explosive quarterbacks that can run the ball i always say um, explosive quarterbacks can make your offensive coordinators lazy, right? Because they, you figure mm-hmm. at some point they'll bail you out and maybe attention to detail and game plan can get away from you. How does Coach Woods, Coach Ferentz, how do you guys get away from not knowing you maybe have the best place-kicking punting combination in, in the conference and not falling subject to playing that way psychologically, knowing you have that in the bag? Well, you know, I think you first you look at Tory Taylor and what he's been able to do for three plus years now, and this will be year four, and he is such a weapon that they do use that a lot. You know, mm. a lot of times there are the plus fifty. You know, when when they're on the, the the plus fifty, that they'll play to that because then you look at last year. I think there were he had fourteen punts inside the six yard line, and two directly led to safeties, and he's. And, and when you've got a defense like Iowa's, that you could just kind of play this game of pong, if you will, and if the team, the opponent can't get past its own 20, then you're constantly working from midfield. And now if you've got an offense that actually can do something with the ball, which did not happen last year, then maybe you could score. And then Drew, Drew Stevens missed only two field goals all year. I think they've got that is an area where they feel – like they have an edge on everybody, mm. and um, and now that Drew Stevens is there, they've had some really good kickers over the last few years. Keith Duncan and Caleb Shudak being among them, but uh, you know Drew is in that category. So. 
Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Scott, we appreciate your time as always. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Doc. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. That's our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Coming up next, another friend, a friend-heavy show today. Hello, friend. Mike J. Schaefer from Husker 24-7. We'll also get to your Zipline six-pack of questions, and we might hear a little bit more from Amazing Daniel if he's got time later. More on Coffee and Cream coming up next. <laughs> 